see him once or twice a year. But we are very, very thankful that he is with us today to bring us a word from the Lord. And so I want to ask you to give uh, him a great hand of appreciation for coming today. Let's say welcome, Brother Danny Johnston. God bless you, Pastor Greg. Well, give the Lord a shout of praise, somebody. Oh, God is so good. God is so good. And His mercy endureth forever and forever. Aren't you glad the Lord is with us today? Let's try that again. Aren't you glad the Lord is with us today? He's a mighty God. He's a mighty God. He's a mighty God, and His mercy endureth forever and forever and forever. I want to say how much I love and appreciate your pastors. How many of you love and appreciate our pastors? Come on, shout amen. As your pastor said, we've known each other for almost 40 years. Somebody's getting older it's not us. Hallelujah. Oh, God is good. God is so good. Would you stand, please, all across this great sanctuary? Hallelujah. 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 We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. The Bible declares, great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. The Bible declares from the rising of the sun to the going down of the same, the Lord's name is to be praised. The Bible declares, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall be continually in my mouth. The Bible declares that everything that is breath do what? Praise the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. So would you raise your hands and raise your heart and raise your voice one more time and just give them another note of praise. Come on, church. Hallelujah from the depths of your heart. Come on. Oh, we love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, glory, 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 glory to the Most High God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. We praise you, Father God. We bless you, Master. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. We give you all the praise and all the glory, for you alone are worthy. I want you to say this after me, please. Say, Heavenly Father, bless the Lord Jesus, precious Holy Spirit, you're welcome in this place today. Uh, do you mean that? God is so good. God bless you. Maybe see it if you can. I believe that many of you have received a word from God. Many of you, many of you have received prophetic words spoken over you. Maybe the Lord gave you a word in your time of seeking Him. God has given you a word, and you know that you know that you know that that word that was given to you Definitely came from the Lord Most High. Has anybody other than me ever received a definite word from God? Well, let me say this. Many of you have received a word from God, but you've not seen that word come to pass yet. But know this. 
If God did not put an expiration date on that word, don't you either. Because if God said it, he will do it. If he spoke it, it will come to pass. Can somebody shout, I believe that. I was talking with the pastor earlier about Nicaragua. But I'll never forget in 1974, I went on my first missions trip. And know this, missions is the heartbeat of God. But I went on my first missions trip to the Dominican Republic. I went there for two weeks and I stayed for 10 months. Has anybody ever, you ever had God change your plans? Come on now. But I went there for two weeks and I stayed for 10 months. I could do that back in those days because I was single. I wasn't married. I had no bills. Come on now. <laughs> but I went there for two weeks and I stayed for 10 months. And after 10 months, it was on a Tuesday, the Lord spoke to me and said, Son, I want you to go back home tomorrow. Now, originally, I'm from the Holy Land. I am Alabama. <laughs> Roll Tide. He said, son, I want you to go home tomorrow. I said, but Lord, I can't. He said, why not? I said, Lord, I'm broke. I've got no money. It costs money to fly on those airlines these days. He said, son, I want you to go home tomorrow. I said, but Lord, I've got no money. He said, what does that have to do with it? I said, but Lord, I've got no money all day long. He said, go home tomorrow. Fly home tomorrow morning, Wednesday morning. I said, but Lord, I can't. He said, go home tomorrow. Well, that Tuesday night, I went to a small Dominican church to preach the gospel. And the pastor, Brother Emmanuel, said, Brother Danny, would you come and bring the word of the Lord? And I got up in a seat, and I started walking to the platform. And all of a sudden, his wife said to me, Sister Maria, and she said, Brother Danny, this is for you. She gave me a small brown paper bag. I was on my way to the platform, to the pulpit, so I said, thank you, gracias. And I just put that small brown paper bag in my back pocket. Well, that night I got back to the room where we're staying, and the Lord says, son, I want you to fly home tomorrow morning. I said, but Lord, like I said earlier, I've got no money. He said, yes, you do. I said, no, I don't. He said, yes, you do. I said, no, I don't. I said, Lord, if I've got the money, help me. Where is the money? He said, it's in the bag. <laughs> I forgot about the bag. I got a word for it. Your answer, your miracle, it's in the bag. Come on now. <laughs> he said, it's in the bag. I forgot about that small brown paper bag. As I reached in my bank pocket, I pulled out that small brown paper bag. I looked in there. Guess what was in there? The money. I counted the money. It was $189. Now, this was a long time ago, 1975. And I said, Lord, he said, yes. I called the airline. and said, how much does it cost to fly from San Domingo, Dominican Republic, to Montgomery, Alabama? And they said, 100 and what? $89. Oh, come on, church. And so I flew home the next day. I called my mama. Thank God for Holy Ghost Mamas. I said, Mama, I'm getting in tonight. I'll be there at 7 o'clock. She said, I'll pick you up. And so that Wednesday night, my little Holy Ghost Mama picked me up at the airport in Montgomery. And she said, son, I said, what, Mother dear? She said, tonight is Wednesday. 
I can drop you off at the church at the house, but I'm going to church tonight is church night. I said, Mama, I'll go with you. I've been in some great Spanish churches for 10 months. I'm ready for a good old southern English service. So then now we got to the church about 720 or so. And we're walking in the sanctuary, and they were had a great time of singing. I remember those days we were singing out the Red Book hymn. Remember that? And anyhow, as we walked in, the, the man of God, a visiting speaker, a prophet of God, his name was Rod Enzor. Now, Rod was sitting there on the platform. Remember those big old huge platform chairs? I come walking, and I was sitting the man of God, CB, and I caught his eye. He caught my eye. He stands up. He said, stop the singing. They stopped. He looked back at me and said, you, young man, a long time ago, you slender young man. Now, don't even go there. Come on now. He said, you just came back from an extended mission trip. And God has blessed you there, but God's going to continue to bless you. And over the years to come, you'll go, you'll go here and there. You'll go to India, China, Japan. You go here. He begins to mention a lot of places, and I've been to all the places he mentioned. You go here and here and here and here. He said, and one more, you will go to Nicaragua. Back in those days, I don't know where Nicaragua was. I couldn't spell Nicaragua. Come on now. But I said to myself, well, I'll go to Nicaragua probably this weekend. Well, that was in 1975, the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I went to all those places I mentioned, but Nicaragua. I went to India numerous times and China, Japan, et cetera, et cetera. But here was, in 2015, I was at home, and I said, Lord, did the man of God miss it? He said that I'd be going to Nicaragua. And plus, the man of God said, when you go there, you'll be ministering to millions of people there. And I said, Lord, did he miss it? And as soon as I said that, all of a sudden, I get a text from where? Nicaragua. It was a pastor friend of mine from Texas. And he and the team from his church were there in Nicaragua. And he asked the missionary, he said, Tell me, how in the world do you get saved? He said, well, let me tell you. It was February the 9th of 1999. I left my home in Michigan. I was driving down to Florida. I was going through Georgia. He said, I was an alcoholic. I was a drug addict. I just gone through divorce. I was suicidal. I was facing bankruptcy. My life was a mess. And I stopped off in Kennesaw, Georgia for some gas. I feel at the corner across the street, I saw a church. And I said, I haven't been to church in ages. Maybe I need to go there. And so that night, I went to church. He said the night I went to church, hadn't been there many, many years. He said that night, he said the evangelist made me so mad. My friend says, how's that? He said, because all night long, the evangelist said, if you don't get right with God, you're going to hell, you're going to hell, you're going to hell. He said, that night I got saved. He said, I'm not going to hell. I turned around the next morning, went back to Michigan, and I got established at a good church, got filled with the Holy Ghost, and I went to Rainbow Bible Training Center, and I got married to a godly, beautiful, powerhouse woman. We left Raymond. We've been all around the world preaching the gospel, and now we're here in Nicaragua. He said to my friend, Pastor Martin from Texas, he said, 
I don't remember the name of the church. I don't remember the name of the pastor, but I remember the name of that evangelist. But I don't know where he's from. My friend said, well, what's his name? Well, his name is Danny Johnston. And about that time, my friend and the team, they perked up. And my friend said, Danny, if it's the same Danny, he's going to be at our church this coming Sunday here in Galveston, Texas. He said, I don't know. He showed him a picture. And my friend, missionary Ed Cook, said, that's him, that's him, that's him, that's him, that's him. And so they text me. They said, we were in Kennesaw, Georgia, February the 9th, 1999. I looked at my records. I said, I was. He said, do you FaceTime? I said, I do. And so they FaceTime me from Nicaragua. My friend, Pastor Martin, and the missionary, Ed Cook, and, the, and Ed Cook said, I found you, found you, found you. I've been looking at you for 40 long years, but I found you, found you, found you. Will you pray about coming to Nicaragua? I said, brother, I've been praying about Nicaragua for 40 long years. Come on now. Hallelujah. And I've been there, and I'm going back again and again and again. What am I saying? I'm saying this. It took 40 years for that prophetic word to come to pass. My friend, if God has given you a word, don't you doubt it. If God said it, he'll spin bring it to pass. Get ready. It's on the way. Come on, Brother Duh. It's on the way. And Brother Greg, what God has spoken to you and Glenna and this great church, great things are on the way. You better get ready. You better get ready because if God said it, he'll do it. If he spoke it, it will come to pass. Do you believe that? Come on, shout. Amen. 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 It's on the way. It's on the way. Hallelujah. God has given your word the increase. It's about ready to explode on your behalf. The increase is coming. It's on the way. Get ready. Get ready. Get ready. If you believe that, raise your hands up high and shout, I'm a believer. I'm a believer and not a doubter. Oh, hallelujah. Woo, I feel like preaching this morning. God is good, Susan. Hallelujah. Woo. Well, how many have your Bibles with you this morning? Why don't you just hold them up high and torment the devil? Come on, church. Hallelujah. I want you to say this with me, please. Say, I'm a warrior for the Lord with my two-edged sword. I'm armed and dangerous with the Word of God. Now, I want you to take it and just shake it in the devil's face. Come on now. I see it in his face. Come on. Ooh. Hallelujah. 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 Sister Milton, I'm so glad you're here today. When I came back from the Dominican, one of the first places I went to minister was in Auburndale, Florida. A life and praise. That's a long time ago. Hallelujah. But it was so good. I miss Brother Billy. Hallelujah. He, oh, he was a great, great man of God, Pastor Billy Melton. But I'm so glad you're here. I'm so glad you're here, but I'm so glad above all things that the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost is with us today. Amen? Hallelujah. Would you turn, please, this morning to 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 1. Hallelujah. Woo, glory to God. I woke up this morning, the Lord began to stir my heart and send this. He said, tell the church to get ready because God's going to do it again. He said, tell the church that a mighty change, a mighty transition is coming your way. Get ready, get ready, get ready. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 1. 
Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I will not have you ignorant. Now drop it down to verse 7. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all. For to one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom, to another the word of knowledge by the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another the gifts of healing by the same Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another diverse kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. But all these worketh that one and the self-same Spirit dividing to every man severally as he will. Beloved, we need the gifts of the Holy Ghost in this hour. I'll say it again. We need the gifts of the Holy Ghost in this hour. Father God, we thank you for your word. Your word is life-giving. Your word is life-changing. Father, I believe today because of your word, we will never, ever be the same again. We thank you now. We bless you. And all of God's people said together, Amen. That sounded good. You better say it again. Amen. I said, we need, we must have, we need the gifts of the Holy Ghost in this hour. I thank God for good preaching and good teaching. You've got to hear. I thank God for good music and good singing. You've got to hear. But what's going to make the difference? It's not by might nor by power, but it's by my spirit, saith the Lord. Now, the apostle Paul wrote to the church at Corinth at the time, said, Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren. Or he was said, Now concerning the things I offer pertaining to the Spirit, he said, Don't be ignorant. Don't be uninformed. We didn't know what God's Word has to say concerning the mighty gifts of the Spirit. And my friend, these gifts will make a difference in your life. We need all the gifts. I said all the gifts. No, there are nine gifts, nine mighty manifestations. We need these gifts in church like never before. Why is that? Because God wants his church to be a spirit-filled church and not a spirit-frill church. God wants his church to be a supernatural church and not a superficial church. He wants his church to be a miraculous church and not a church of the mundane because our God is a God of the miraculous. Our God is a God of the supernatural. And the Bible tells us in Daniel chapter 4 verse 3 how great are his signs and how mighty are his wonders. The Bible tells us in Isaiah chapter 8 verse 18 that we were created for signs and wonders. The Bible tells us in Mark chapter 16, verse 17, and these signs shall follow them that believe. I'm talking about in this hour, we need the gifts of the Spirit like never, like never before. Now, what are these gifts? They're nine gifts. They're three revelation gifts. They're three power gifts and three vocal gifts. You've heard this talk before many times. But they're three revelation gifts, and they are the word of wisdom, the word of knowledge, and the discerning of spirits. They're three power gifts, and they are the gift of faith, the working of miracles, and the gifts of healing. And they're three power gifts. And what are they? The gift of prophecy, diverse kinds of tongues, and the interpretation of tongues. And these gifts will make a difference like never before. If you're ready, shout, I'm ready. 
I'm talking about many of you today in this sanctuary. You're going through rough and tough times. Many of you are facing some difficult situations. But hear me, the gifts of the Holy Ghost will make a difference in your life. Many of you today, you've been, a tor you've been attacked and tormented. Many of you have been assaulted and oppressed. Many of you are going through hell and earth. But hear me, the gifts of the Holy Ghost will make a difference in your life. Some of you feel like there's no way out for you. Some of you feel like you've come to the end of your rope. Some of you feel like it's too late for a miracle. Well, hear me. The gifts of the Holy Ghost will make a difference in your life. But Paul said, don't be ignorant concerning the things of the Spirit. What does the Bible say? There's so much in the Bible concerning the gifts of the Spirit. Do you know this? There's more in the Bible concerning the gifts of the Spirit than there is concerning heaven or hell. More than the born-again experience. Why? Because from Genesis to Revelation, we find so much. So much concerning the mighty gifts of the Holy Ghost. From Genesis to Revelation. In fact, the first book, Genesis, it was written by the gifts of the Holy Ghost. Moses was the author of this book, Genesis. But how did Moses know what had happened in days gone by, in times gone by? It was by revelation. He knew it by how? By the word of knowledge. What about the last book of the Bible, Revelation? How did John write this book? He wrote it by the word of knowledge and by the word of wisdom. And my friend, if there's ever a time that we, the people of God, need the mighty manifestation, the super is in this hour, in this hour, in this hour. We need his mighty, mighty power. But sad to say, so many people in the body of Christ, they're looking outside the church, outside the bounds of the church world, for the supernatural. Outside, they're looking for things. They're reading their astrology charts and tarot cards and Ouija boards. They call them these 1-800 psychic lines. I call it 1-800 dollar demon. But why are they doing that? Because for the most part, not here, of course, thank God for this great church, but for the most part, people in the body of Christ, they cannot find the supernatural inside of the church, and so they're looking outside of the church. But here, remember, we need the mighty manifestation of the church, the gifts in the church in this hour. Come on, shout, amen, somebody. Because the gifts of the Spirit will make a difference, a mighty, mighty difference in your life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, come on, shout amen, somebody. I'm talking about these precious gifts. These mighty manifestations, the gifts are from heaven. The gifts, they're very important. The gifts, they will always profit the believers. The gifts, they're to be desired. The gifts are for edification, the body of Christ. The gifts don't belong to you in stewardship. Come on, I mean, ownership, brother, they belong to you, and stewardship. We need the gifts like never before. It'll make a difference in your life. It'll make a difference. Come on, shout amen. I'm not talking about just here in the church house. Do you know that in the book of Acts, in the 28 chapters, there are 80 manifestations of the gifts? 80. And where do we find the gifts in manifestation for the most part? In the church house, in the temple, and the gathering of the saints? No, out in the marketplace. 
77 times out of the 80 we found the gifts of manifestation out there in the marketplace, in the streets, on a ship, in the midst of a storm, in the bedroom of the sea, etc. But my friend, we need the mighty gifts of the Holy Ghost like never before in this hour. Come on, raise your hands up high and said, do it again, do it again, do it again. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I was getting my hair cut a few weeks ago, and the girl cuts my hair. I mean, she was doing a great job and looked over the girl beside her in her station. And the Lord began to speak to me about her. I never met her before. But I looked over her. I said, can I say a word? And she said, yes. What is it? I said, you're so troubled today. You've got a heavy, heavy heart. And I said, but it's going to be okay. She said, what do you mean? And I said, Lord, what do I mean? <laughs> and I said, the Lord just told me that your son has run away from home. You haven't seen him in over a week. She said, yes, yes. How do you know? I said, because the Lord just told me that. He did. Yes, he did. And I said, I got another word for you. Don't worry about it because he's coming back. He's coming back soon. Guess what? He came back in a couple of days. Oh, can somebody shout? We need the gifts like never before in this hour. Come on. Praise the Lord, somebody. Now, that wasn't the raising of the dead. There wasn't a blind eye being opened, but guess what? It gave that mama peace. Come on. Uh, it gave that mama hallelujah joy knowing that everything was going to be all right. I said the gifts of the Holy Ghost will make a difference in your hour. I said the gifts will make a difference. Come on, raise your hands up high and say, Lord, do it again. 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 Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. I've got a whole bunch of notes. I better put them away. Come on now. I'll never get to my notes. I'm talking about we need the gifts like never before. I said we need the gifts of the Holy Ghost like never before. Oh, glory to God. Come on, shout amen, somebody. Hallelujah. I was in Knoxville, Tennessee a few years ago. And uh, there's a little girl sitting in the front row. Her name was Pam Osmond. And she's a 24-year-old single mom. A single mom of three, I'm sorry, four kids at 24. I mean, she got pregnant when she was 16 years of age. She never been married, but she was living with the father of the four kids. And Pam had never worked a job in her life. She dropped out of school when she was 16. She was pregnant and dropped out. But Pam had got saved about six months before this time. And Pam comes home that day from church on a Sunday morning, and she looks at the father of the four kids, and she said, I gave my heart to Jesus Christ today. He said, you did? I did. Well, I tell you what, you've got to make a choice. It's going to be Jesus or me. You can't have us both. What's well, going to be Jesus or me? She says, well, you haven't been that good. I think I'll go with Jesus. Come on now. <laughs> And so that very day, he walks out of her and the four kids, leaves them. And here she is at home, no money, no job. They begin to turn the lights off, the water off, the power off, the gas off, and say, you got to move out of here, no place to go. But you see, Pam was diligent to serve the Lord. She never worked a job in her life, but Pam was being diligent and faithful. She worked an hour here, two hours there, one day here, but not, not a full-time job. But what Pam was doing was this. She worked one day, maybe $50 or $100. She would tithe the day. She had been faithful to God Almighty. She was kicked out of the apartment 
And a family of the church gave Pam and her four kids a place to live. They said, Pam, we don't have an extra bedroom, but you can live in the basement. So she carved out a corner of the basement to live there. But Pam was faithful serving God, diligent to serve God. And so here was, in that service in Knoxville, I didn't know about her background, what she did. But I looked at her, and I said, get ready, honey. She said, for what? I said, because the Lord just said, you're going to get blessed. Because you were obedient a moment ago. God said, you're obedient, you're giving. I found that later. She gave all she had. I said, get ready, because God is going to bless you immediately. I said, what do you need? And she said, I need a car. I have no car. i got to walk everywhere. I need a job, and I need a place to live. I said, get ready. And about the time the man in the back stood up, he said, young lady, when the service is over, come see me. And then another man stood up, when you see him, come and see me. Well, she goes to the first man. He said, I've been watching you these past few months. And you're serious about serving God. She said, I am. You need a car? Yes, sir, I do. He said, here. He gave her the keys to a brand-new Lexus. Come on, shout amen. Hallelujah. Woo! He said, I'll bring the title here on Wednesday night. She goes to the next man and said, you need a job and a place to live? Yes, sir, I do. Well, I've got several storage units around Knoxville. And each of the units, they have a French apartment for the manager. But my manager just quit moving back to Texas. I need a manager. I believe you can take the place of her, and it comes with the furnace, two-bedroom apartment. Come on, shout amen. Oh, but you see what happened. I spoke the word of the Lord over her, and God blessed Pam Osmond with a brand-new car. Hallelujah. And a place to live and a job. Come on, shout amen. I'm talking about the gifts of the Holy Ghost will make a difference in this hour. Raise your hands up high and say, do it again. Do it again. Do it again. Do it again. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, glory. I've got a friend of mine who's with the Lord now. His name is E.O. Terry. And a number of years ago, Brother Terry, he was pastoring in North Carolina. And Brother Terry told me this story. He said, this one Sunday morning, I was ready to open the service. And by that time, a man comes walking in. His name was Frank Dempsey. And Frank Dempsey was evil, violent, corrupt. Everybody in town was evil, violent, corrupt. They called Frank Dempsey evil, violent, corrupt. And Brother Terry said, when I saw Frank Dempsey walk in, I said to myself, that sermon I got this morning, that message, it's not good enough for Frank. I better preach on something else. And so that morning, Brother Terry, he preached on hell. He preached on the fire, the damnation, the brimstone of hell. But Frank Dempsey didn't budge. He didn't move. Give an altar call, Frank Dempsey didn't budge. Give another call, Frank didn't budge, didn't move. And Brother Terry said, I've done all I knew I could do. Doesn't trouble. He was trying to do it himself. He said, everybody stand, please. Let's close in prayer. And when everybody stood, all of a sudden, a little girl in the front row, a 12-year-old girl, she started speaking forth in diverse kinds of tongues. Everybody, that witnessed it was God upon her. And that girl spoke in tongues for about three or four minutes. And when she stopped speaking in tongues, all of a sudden, Frank Dempsey, he burst out of his seat, ran to the altar, fell across the altar, and began to cry, Oh, God, have mercy upon my soul. Oh, God, have mercy upon my soul. Oh, God, I'm a sinner. Save me, oh, God, save me. And that morning, Frank Dempsey got saved. And after the service, Brother Terry was 
shaking hands with the people. He said, Frank, I'm so glad you got saved. I'm so glad my message finally got to you. He said, Pastor Terry, to be honest, I don't know a word you said. <laughs> well, what do you mean? Because when that little girl in the front row started speaking in tongues, she got my attention. Because I was raised on a Choctaw Indian reservation, raised by a Choctaw chief. And I was taught the native tongue of the Choctaws. And that little girl in the front row was speaking what you call tongue. She was speaking in perfect fluent Choctaw. And she called my mama Choctaw, give a name, and said, if you don't come to God this day, you're not giving another day. This is your day of something. Come even now, saith the Lord. And he said, that is what made the difference. Come on, shout amen. It's the supernatural power of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Oh. And I believe something about ready to happen, Brother Greg, like never before. You see him, the gifts and great manifestation as you preach, as you've taught the word, as others have come to the church. But God has said that it's coming for a mighty revival, a mighty revival of the gifts of the Holy Ghost. And people, they're going to begin to come from all around the north, the south, the east, and the west. Come on, shout. Amen. Because it's not by mind nor by power, but it's by my spirit, says the Lord. Lord of hosts, come on, shout amen. Hallelujah. Last month I was in Brantley, Alabama. L.A., that's Lower Alabama. And a young man by the name of Joey came with me. He said, Brother Dan, you may not remember me. I said, Well, maybe not. He said, But you were at our church in 1979, a few years ago. He said, I was a young boy at that time, about 10 years of age. And I was standing around the front, you call a girl up. And this girl had a crippled, deformed leg. And that leg was about three inches shorter than the other. Her name was Mandy. And you sit in the front row, and you picked up that deformed, crippled leg that was shorter than the other. You see, in the name of Jesus, I command, I command this leg to be normal. Joey was looking at a young boy at the time. He said, I was standing right there next to you, and I saw, all of a sudden, I saw that deformed leg small. It began to puff out to the normal size. And I saw that leg shot out that quick. Hallelujah. He said, that changed my life as a young boy. He said, I've never, never been the same since. I've never been the same since. I saw the supernatural. I saw the gifts of the Holy Ghost in operation. Brother, I'll never, never. I went to school the next day and all I could talk about, I saw Legra. I saw Legra. He said, that day, four teachers from different classes, they called me out of my room and said, tell me what happened. He said, I saw Legra. I saw he said today because of that miracle he said all four of those teachers are saved and they're serving God come on shout amen oh we need the gifts of the Holy Ghost like never before raise your hands up high and shout do it again do it again do it again read come on church he's a mighty God he's a mighty God oh hallelujah 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 oh hallelujah brother Matt get ready get ready oh look at me my dear brother look at You've been a faithful servant, a faithful worker, said the Lord. But I'm about ready to raise you up to a higher level like never before. And something has been placed in your heart.
heart even this very day, saith God, and anointed to teach your word, to be an example, shining example of men all around. Get ready. I'm going to use you like never before. Do not say, can it be? God said, it's going to be. Just leave it to me. It's going to happen. Get ready. It's on the way, saith the Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, glory. Can somebody shout amen? Can somebody shout a better amen? Hallelujah. Woo. Hallelujah. I can't finish this message. Praise team, come on back. Come on there. Come on back. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, blessed be the Lord. Blessed be the Lord. Blessed be the Lord. How many of you need a miracle from the Most High God? Oh, raise your hands up in the back. Raise both hands right now. God is touching your body right now. You need to hear the healing touching your body. But don't worry. God said, I've got it under control. You'll leave this place different, saith Lord. This is your day to receive the mighty touch of the Master. Get ready. Not only that, but God said those things concerning you. I see God moving mightily in a family situation. Situation. Hallelujah. And God's going to begin to move some errors for you. Get ready. Get ready. It's on the way. It's on the way. Come on, shout amen. Hallelujah. Woo. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. Raise your hands and begin to praise him. Whoa. Thank you, Brother Greg. He's a mighty God. He's a mighty God. He's a mighty God. Here, one word coming. Promotion, brother. Promotion, 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 promotion. You've been looking for it. It's on the way. It's on the way. Is that right? Yeah, it's on the way. Hallelujah. You've been saying, God, what about me? God said, I see, I see, I see you, my son. I've not forgotten about you. And God said to you, you're about to see a mighty change, a mighty shift. Now, hell has been coming against you to sift you because he knows that God's ready to, to shift you higher. Oh, get ready. God's going to promote you like never before. In the name of Jesus, come on, shout Amen. Woo! Blessed be the Lord. Blessed be the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, glory, glory, glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm talking about one supernatural manifestation can change your life. One supernatural, supernatural manifestation can turn everything around for you. Many of you may know my story, may know my testimony. Over 50 years ago, I was a mess. My life was a mess. I was an alcoholic. I was a drug addict. I was evil, raunchy, perverted, corrupt, vile, sinister. And those were my good points. Keep on playing, brother, like the gift H, the gift H. That's for hallelujah. But I told the story how I was in and out of jail. I served time in prison. My life was a mess. From the time that I was nine to the time I was 20, I was arrested 45 times for numerous misdemeanors and felonies. My life was a mess. But I was going to go to court in the fall of 1971. They put the case off. Thank God they put the case off. And my seven two friends of mine, we left Montgomery, Alabama, went to Atlanta, Georgia. We're going to buy a lot of drugs. El Mucho, whole bunches. We're going to be these guys to buy some drugs from them. 
at a certain time and they didn't show up. Waited five minutes, 10 minutes, 15, 20 minutes. Well, they're late. They're in the Atlanta traffic. Have you ever been to Atlanta, Georgia, about 5 o'clock in the afternoon? They're stuck in the traffic. So we waited for about 15, 20 minutes. And I said to my two friends, Tony and David, I said, he'd be back in a moment. And I went over the crest of the hill, maybe from here to the road out there, from where I was out there. I was at the pavilion there in Atlanta, Georgia, Piedmont Park. And I left my friends. I said, I'll be back in a few moments. And I went to the car. You could see the car from where we were. And I walked over there to the car. When I came walking up to the car, as far as the eye could see, there was nobody there. There was nobody there. There was nobody there at all. But I reached to the driver's window to grab something from over the visor. And when I look back, something that's close to me, there's a man standing there. My knees begin to knock. They begin to have a fellowship meeting. And I looked at him. And he said to me, I am, I am sent from the presence of Almighty God. He said, do not go back down to the pavilion. I say, do not go back down. Now, what would you have done? Who was that? Who was that standing beside me? It was the angel of the Most High God. But I heard those words over and over. As I look at him, he said, I'm sent for the presence of Almighty God. Do not go back down. Do not go back down. Do not go back down. I said, I think I'll stay here for a while. I turned for just maybe two seconds to put it back over the visor. When I looked back, he was gone. I said, I think I'll stay here for a while. I stood there maybe four, five, six minutes. I don't know how long it was. I just stood there. I was hearing those words over again. Do not go back down. Do not go back down. And all of a sudden heard, bam, 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 bam. About a dozen shots ring in the air. When I heard that, I knew that I knew that I knew that my two friends were dead. I knew that they had been shot. I knew if I had gone back down there, I had been killed too. And I stood beside that car just shaking and trembling for a few minutes. I said, I'm out of I'm gone, I'm gone, I'm out of here. I got in that car while my car was Tony's, but he didn't need it no more. I drove from Atlanta, Georgia. This is before interstates, those back roads to Montgomery. When I got back to Montgomery, did anybody know where I went to? Not sure. It's better than that. Mama's house. Come on out. Mama's house. I walked in that back door. When I opened the back door, I heard my little Holy Ghost mama in the back room. She said, Higamo Shine, praying the Holy Ghost. And she said, Hey, sons. And I was still shook it up. I said, Hey, mama. Hey, Mama, dear. she said, where you been? Nowhere. What you been up to? Nothing. Mama said, son, the Lord just told me that Tony and David are dead. <laughs> How does she know that? <laughs> By the Spirit of God. How does she know that? I said, whatever, Mama, whatever, Mama. I was a heathen dog, whatever, Mama. But after I got saved a few months later, I said, Mama, remember the day I came home back in November? <clears throat> you told me you knew that Tony and David were dead? Yeah. How'd you know that, Mama? How'd you know that? She said, Son, I came home earlier that day from the studio. She's a photographer. When I walked in the house, as soon as I walked in, she said, The Spirit of God just gripped me and said, Begin to pray. Begin to pray right now. And she said, I knew I was going to be praying for you. And I dropped to my knees. 
And I began to pray in the Holy Ghost for about 30 or 40 minutes. I don't know how long it was. But I began to pray nonstop for about 30 or 40 minutes. And then I paused. I stopped for a moment. I said, Lord, what is this? She said, Danny is in grave danger right now. And I want you to dispatch an angel to watch over him right now. My little mama says, in the name of Jesus, angel of the most high God, you go watch over my son and keep him from all hurt, harm, and danger. I believe the same angel my little holy mama dispatched is the same angel that stood by my side that day. How did I see him? Hallelujah. God opened my eyes to see in the spirit realm. Hallelujah. How many know the Holy Ghost will make a difference? How many just give me two more minutes? We're going to pray. Some of you need a miracle. I say this to you in the name of Jesus. God's going to turn it around. God's going to turn it around. God's going to turn it around. Raise your hands up, honey. Raise your hands up, honey. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You even say, Lord, what about me? You've been going through a difficult time the past few months. But God said, don't worry, my daughter. I'm about ready to turn things for you. I'm the God of the great turnaround. And the next few months, you're going to see your God move humanity. Some situations are going to be able to fall by the wayside that have caused you to have heavy head hanging down low. God said, I'm going to turn it around if you get ready. The miracle, oh, is on the way. It's going to be okay. Hallelujah. Oh. Hallelujah. I want to pray for some of you. It doesn't matter where the sickness may be. It doesn't matter where the, the disease may be. Pastor quoted Mark 11:23. We got power in our words. The Bible tells us where the word of a king is, there's power. And I'm a king and a priest of God. And I know what I say when I speak the word of the Lord. Hallelujah. It shall come to pass. Hallelujah. Sister Milton, get ready. Get ready. Get ready because God's going to touch you, honey. God's going to touch you. There's going to be clarity. Hallelujah. In your mind. Hallelujah. Some things you've been troubled with today is your day. Today, I said, you're not here by mere chance. You're not here. Oh, by mere. You're not there in Florida, but you're here right now because God allows you to be here for this time, for this season. He's going to touch you right now with his healing power. Oh, can somebody shout, do it again, 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 do it again. Hallelujah. Everybody raise your hands and praise him. Raise your hand. Oh, come on, lead us out, brother. Come on, lead us out one time. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, come on, begin to praise him now. Oh. If you need a miracle, raise up both hands and begin to praise him. Hallelujah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, see, come on, yes. You may not know how. You may not know it. He'll do it again. Everyone just stand, but come on, everybody.
Praise Him. Eyes are being healed right now. Your eyes are being healed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Your eyes are being healed. Your eyes are being healed. Your eyes. Hallelujah. Come here, honey. Come here right now. Come here. Come here, honey. Come here. Oh, I don't know what's going on, but God is touching you right now, honey. Hallelujah. Right now, God's going to touch you in several areas. Hallelujah. Your immune system has been touched right here. But, the part, but these eyes, these eyes, these eyes, your eyes have been healed right now. In the name of Jesus. Oh. Hallelujah. 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 Hi, come here, honey. Come here, oh, the white. Yeah, you come here, honey. Come here, come here, come here. Raise your hands up. Hell is sin. It's never going to be. But God said the devil is still a liar. God said don't worry about it. You've gone through a time of devastation here in the past year and a half. Hallelujah. In the past year and a half, all of hell has begun to rock your world. Is that right, honey? Is that right? But God said what happened in the past year and a half. God said God's going to begin to turn in the next year and a half. You're going to see things begin to fall away. One after the other, line up on line and preach it about preaching. And those things that have caused you to have your head hanging low, those things that have brought great hurt and harm to your life. Oh, God said, get ready in the next. 18 months, even as hell came against you, God said, I am going to bring you back. Hell's come to eliminate you. But God said, Get ready. In the next 18 months, says God, I'm going to elevate you. Oh, come on, shout, amen. Somebody. Oh, can somebody shout, amen? Raise your hands up, Lena. You've not said a word to me, neither this Pastor Greg. But God's going to touch you, daughter of Zion. God's going to touch you right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I hear the word of the Lord saying divine strength. Divine strength is going to surge to your body like never before. God's going to touch your body. Supernatural strength. And God said, I'm going to bring supernatural strength to your blood. Hallelujah. God's going to strengthen your blood. Quicken you. In the name of Jesus, right now, be made whole. Come on, shout. Amen, somebody. Amen. Hallelujah. 
honey, you look like, come here, come here, come here, come here. Now, you look like a picture of health. Yeah. But the devil's alive. And God's going to touch you, honey. I don't want to just lay your hands right there. Lay your hands right there. I just see, Lord, just move right. I don't know what it is, but I just see God's touching you right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's not a bunch of big things, but some little things trying to plague and bother us, right? But God said, get ready. I'm going to touch you, my daughter. I'm going to touch you. You're going to feel something. We don't go about feeling, but you're going to feel the heat, the healing of the Holy Ghost. You're going to feel the power of God. Are you ready? Are you ready? Fight to God in the name of Jesus. God, the Lord area, God, in the female area, Father, in the name of Jesus, touch her, Lord. Right now, touch her. Oh, in the name of the other oh, said. Hallelujah. Woo. Hallelujah. Come on, shit. Begin to move those fingers right now. Arthritis is leaving your fingers. Arthritis is leaving your hands right. Begin to move those hands. Come on now. Begin to move those hands and move those fingers. Hallelujah. Woo. <laughs> Brother the beer, raise your hands up back there. God has touched your hands. Hallelujah. Your fingers, not on that, but the... the you're being, it's, uh, yeah, God is touching you right now. Come here, brother. Come here, come here. In the name of Jesus. Raise your hands up. You're a child of God. God's going to touch those fingers. God's going to touch those hands. And right now, the Lord, part of your arms right now, God's going to strengthen you, the nerves, the muscles. In the name of Jesus, be healed, be healed, be thou made whole. I command every bit of the pain trying to come in these hands and these fingers, these arms, the Lord, part of the arm, be healed in the name of God. Are you ready? You receive it? Receive it, brother. Hallelujah. Oh, come up, see it again. God. You may not know how. Yeah, Lord. You may not know when, but He'll do it again. What's God going to do? He's going to do great things for you. I believe as you begin to go your way, how many of you want to be used in the gifts? Yes. How many want the Most High God to use you like never before? Yes. The Bible says to cover to prophesy. The Bible says, desire spiritual gifts. I was in Fort Lauderdale some time back. I was at the motel. And the pastor said, if you need anything, just give me a call. I'll take you where you need to go. And I want to go to the shopping mall. And I was going to call the pastor, Brother Frazier. But the Lord said, don't call him. You just go there yourself. I said, well, I'll take an Uber. Take a cab. And I said, what did I do? The Lord said, take the bus. I haven't been on a bus in many, many years. But now, I said, okay, Lord. And I asked the desk clerk, I said, where can I catch a bus? To the mom said, about a block away. So I went down there. As I was there, a guy comes walking up to the bus stop. I didn't know him. But God began to tell me some things about him. I said, Lord, are you sure? I said, yes, son. We got him. I let him go first. 
Miss Shirley was going to sit by him. And I sat down next to him. And I said, good afternoon. He said, good afternoon. And I said, uh, the Lord loves you. He said, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I said, sir, he looked at me. I said, you once were living strong for the Lord, weren't you? Yeah. I said, you were once in the ministry, weren't you? You were, you were a preacher? How'd you know that? I said, because God told me all about you. I said, you were hurt. He was a Presbyterian minister of all things. He had the ministry. I said, you got hurt because of things were said about you. Things were done. Some lies were told about you. You left the ministry. I said, but you've had something stern to get back right with God and also get back in the ministry. He said, yes, yes. And I was able to lead that man back to the Lord. Come on now. I don't know, but I believe he's back in the ministry now. Hallelujah. But one gift of the Holy Ghost, Brother Greg, will make a difference. Come on, shout. God, do it again. God's going to 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 do it again. Raise your hands up. Begin to praise him. God's going to do it again. 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 Oh, glory to God. Those ideas that you got stirring your heart, God said, I gave you those ideas. There's some things that are beginning to stir deep down your heart, but you've allowed hell to put those ideas on the side. But God gave you some ideas in days gone by. Some things, is that right, brother? God said those ideas, they came from the Almighty. And you were stirred up about those in your heart. But hell said it's never going to be. God said, take them off the shelf because those ideas came for me. And if you begin to implement those things, if you begin to do what I've told you to do, I will begin to bless you like you've never been blessed. And you get ready because they're for me. Get ready and you're going to see what I will do for you. Hallelujah. Oh, oh hallelujah. Come on, somebody. Woo. Oh, sing it again, brother. Nick. Come on, yeah. Oh, raise your hands up, Pastor. Praise him. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, glory. Hallelujah. going to pray for those that need a miracle. What can God do for you? What can God do for you? In 2014, I had an accident and had two pieces of jagged plastic went into my left eye. Several pieces cut around my eye, but, but two was poked into my eye. And I went back, I went to the ER that night and they began to help me out there Bandage me up. I was scheduled to go back the next morning to see the eye specialist. I went back and he began to check me out. He says, sir, in all probability, you will never, never see out of that eye again. At the best, you have partial blindness there where the eye was damaged. I said, thank you, sir, but I don't receive that. He said, what do you mean? I said, because I believe that my God is my healer. I said, he is Jehovah Rapha. He said, what are you talking about? I said, evidently, you don't know the Bible. I'm a Christian. I said, yeah, but you don't know the Bible, though. 
Because my Bible says that God's greater than man. I went home that day. I went home that day. I went home that day. And the devil said, you'll probably never see the eye again. At least partial blindness. I went home and guess what I did? I turned off the television. Turned off the radio. Turned my computer off. I got off Facebook and got my face in the book. Come on now. And I began to confess the word of God. By stripes I'm healed. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. I've got a healing covenant, my God. My health shall spring forth speedily. Hallelujah. That was on a Tuesday morning. All day Tuesday, I couldn't see. I woke up Wednesday morning, I couldn't see a thing in the world. But I kept on quoting the Word of God. I kept on confessing the Word of God. I woke up this morning, I couldn't see, I couldn't see. But I kept on speaking the Word of God. You are my healer. You're a miracle-working God. But I woke up the next morning, I couldn't see at all. But I kept on speaking the Word. But I woke up the fourth morning, guess what? I could see. I could see. I could see. Hallelujah. Whoa. I went back to the same doctor and said, you'll probably never see again. I went back. He put my little face on that thing. I look at my eyes. He looked at my left eye. And the first two words out of his mouth was this. He said, my God. I said, exactly. Hallelujah. <laughs> he said, sir, you don't even have a scar on your eye where you got hurt. Hallelujah. And you got 20-20 vision. <laughs> and then I come up. That's better than it was before. Hallelujah. Oh, that's the power of God, the healing power. How many of you today, you will say, I need a healing miracle. Maybe you need God to touch your body in some way where the doctor said it's impossible, it's incurable. But if you need a healing miracle in your body today, I want you to come and stand across the front quickly, quickly. Come and stand, stand, stand. Hallelujah. Come and stand across the front. He's a healing God. He's a healing God. He's a miracle-working God, a miracle-working God. Just come and stand across the front. How many of you believe that he's a miracle-working God? Come on, shout amen. I was in North Rome, Georgia here originally. A lady came up to the front, and I began to speak some things over her concerning how she's going through a time of depression. And I laid my hands on her. The power got hit her. She was out for about, I don't know, 25, 30 minutes. And I started preaching while she was still out. But guess what? As I was preaching, she finally gets off the floor. And she was walking like this. And she realized what was happening. And she just sat down in the front row, took off her shoes. Because her right leg was about four inches shorter than the other. She had a built-up shoe, and she was walking wobbly like that. And she said, I'm healed, I'm healed. My leg's grown up. And guess what? Revival broke out of that church. Come on, shout amen. And the same God who touched my eye and touched her leg there in North Rome, Georgia, is going to touch each and every one of you. Do you believe that? Come on, shout amen. Woo, glory, 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 glory. We're going to start down here, man. Start down here. Hallelujah. Everybody, straight, let's sing it again, Brother Nick. Come on, Brother Nick. I love Brother Nick. Come on. Oh, come here, Melody. Come here, honey. Come here. Raise your hands up. Hallelujah. God's going to touch you. Hallelujah. I don't know what all is going on. Hallelujah. My God just told me the chemical, the chemical imbalance in your brain is going to be regulated right now. The chemical imbalance. In your brain, in your brain, in your brain. Of the healed, I command this brain to be healed. 
Oh, be healed in Jesus' name. Don't raise your hands up, young man. Oh, hallelujah. Father, touch him right now. Raise your hands up, honey. God's going to touch you. Hallelujah. Oh, the palpitations. Lay your hands right there, honey. Lay your hands right there. You've got a number of issues. There's a a fluttering sensation around your heart right now. God's going to touch you. God's going to touch your body. Hallelujah your heart and the equilibrium of your body. In Jesus' name, be healed whole. Be made whole in the name of Jesus. I command this body, be healed, be healed, be healed, be healed healed right now. Get ready. Somebody praise and pray. Yeah, glory. Be healed in Jesus' name. Shall I cut it up? Now, by the power of the Holy Ghost. Oh, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. In Jesus' name, be healed, honey, be healed. Be healed in your body right now. Be healed. Whoa. Oh, yeah. All over your body. All over your body. All over your body. Be healed. Be healed. Be healed. Oh, the pressure in your blood. The blood. The blood. The blood. Be healed in Jesus' name. Oh, yeah. Be healed right now. That's it. Be healed. That's it, honey. That's it. Get ready. You're going to feel the presence of Almighty God. Now, be healed. That's it. Oh, come on. Praise the church. Raise your hands up, honey. That's it. Now, 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 be healed. Be healed. Be healed. Honey, God's going to take care of you. Don't worry about that. I was told you're gonna have surgery. I was told that that I mean, but God said, Don't worry, everything's gonna be alright. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Raise your hands up, honey. Be healed in Jesus' name, be healed. Your body. Be healed, brother. No, 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 no. no. By the power of Almighty God. That's it. Be healed. Be healed. Be healed. Brother, be healed. Come on, somebody praise and praise him. Be healed. And that's it, honey. Take it. Heal. 
Shout a better amen. Amen. Keep on playing just to keep on. I believe that you go your way. You're going to start seeing some mighty manifestations of the Holy Ghost like never before. Do you believe that? Yes. Like never before, mighty manifestations. How many of you need not just healing, but you need a miracle in other areas of your life? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I got a phone call this past week from a, a young man in Hartsville, Alabama. He said I was at the church a number of years ago. He said they were broken to broke. The apartment that we're living in, they're going to have to move because the apartment unit is going to be sold. They know where to go. They're broken and broke. But his name, oh, Brother Chris, he said, the night I spoke over him, I said, God's going to give you a better job, a good job. You need a place to live? God said, don't worry. God's going to supernaturally provide for you before you have to move out. They could be moving out in about 10 weeks from where they were. Well, guess what? The next day, one acre of property was given to him. They had us out of those years to build. He went to his dad. His dad said, son, go borrow the money. Of course, I, dad, my credit's so bad I can't get the money to build. His dad said, you find out where the lowest interest rate is. And I'll borrow the money myself. You pay me back. He did that. They started working on the house, digging the foundation, the footers. A man came by and said, I don't know why, but God told me to take my backhoe and dig it for you. <laughs> the painters paying for him for free. All kinds of things. And in nine weeks, they were in that brand new house. Come on, shout amen. Hallelujah. Even before they got kicked out of the apartment, he said, no time flat. He said that God, that God blessed them. In just a short time, guess what? That house is paid off debt free. But I spoke to them, and I say this to you by the Spirit of God. Some of you are about ready to see. Now, we don't, we don't just go by this or that. 
Because God can meet every need you've got. But I'm talking about God can supernaturally do it for you. I spoke to Kimberly Putnam in Houston, Texas. I said, girl, God's going to get you out of debt soon and very soon. She said, but you don't know how much I owe. I said, I don't care what, what you owe. God said that he's going to get you out of debt soon and very soon. Well, a couple in the church, unbeknownst to them, they had both written out their will, and she was in the will. He had passed away a number of years before that, and she passed away a few weeks after I spoke the word of the Lord. And guess what? She had enough to pay off everything she had. Come on, show Hallelujah. And I'm saying this. You, the saints of Freedom Art Church, this is a blessed church. You got a blessed pastor. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And those prosperity giving confessions, I got that in the little thing you gave me years ago. And I, I confess it all the time, Brother Greg. And I believe some of you are about ready to get blessed like never before. <laughs> I know this church collectively, but, but many of you are going to get blessed individually like Hallelujah. you've never known before. Can come on, say amen. Thank you, Lord. Here I was last week in Chattanooga, Tennessee. I woke up early that morning. I'm an early riser. And God says, Son, it's beginning to happen already, starting now. I said, What, Lord? He said, Proverbs 13, 22. It's starting to happen right now, right now, right now. You say, what is that? What's Proverbs 13, 22? The wealth of the wicked <laughs> is laid up for the just. <laughs> he said, my people are going to start seeing the wealth of the wicked come their way. He said, but not everybody in the church world, just because you have been saved, just because you shall shine die, doesn't mean it's coming your way. But God said, those that favor my righteous cause <laughs> and those that have a heart for me who've been faithful, you're going to start seeing the wealth of the wicked coming. How many of you are ready for that? Come on, shout it. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. How's God going to do? You say, well, all the great ideas have already been come forth. Honey, God's got a whole bunch of ideas out there to make you blessed like never before. You said, well, I missed out on Bitcoin. Well, I did too. <laughs> I could have bought $2,000 worth of Bitcoin in 2010. I passed on that. It had been worth $1.2 today. Come on, John. <laughs> I said, son, he said, son, I've got a whole bunch of ideas and things. Just put me first. How many is ready for the wealth of the wicked? Amen. Yeah. But before we move on, let me ask you this question. Do you favor his righteous cause? Have yes. you been born again? The wealth of the wicked is laid up for the just. You've got to be born again. At least you've got to be born again right with God. Oh, God, bless me. Are you living for God? Are you serving God? If not, what are you waiting for? Heads are bowed and eyes are closed, please. All across this great sanctuary. With every head bowed and every eye closed. You're here today. You've never been saved. You've never been born again. You never made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. But you said, Brother Johnston, I don't want to die and go to hell. I don't want to be lost. I don't want to go to hell for all of eternity, but I know I need to make Jesus Christ the Lord of my life. I'm not where I should be with God, but I want to make things right. Will you pray for me? If you're not where you should be with God, but you want me as a man of God to pray for you, will you raise a hand right now? Put it up, 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 put it up. Put it up. Everybody look up, look up. I believe that I've been talking to saints today, not sinners. 
thank God the gifts are for the people of God. Can somebody shout amen? You may be seated. You may be seated for just a moment. Oh, can somebody shout praise the Lord? Thank God for the gifts of the Holy Ghost. The last time I saw Brother John Osteen, not Joel, but his dad, John. The last time I saw Brother John was at the parking lot of Lakewood Church years ago. I pulled up the, to the parking lot as I get out go inside the church, and he pulled up at the same time. And, and we began to talk. And I'll never forget what Brother John told me, a bunch of good things. But one thing, he told me this. He said, Brother Danny, I said, yes, sir. He said, God will always. Everybody shout always. always. Say it again, always. He said, God will always abundantly bless those who will give in obedience to missions. I was at a church in South Georgia, first of the year. And I said, if you'll obey God and you're giving concerning missions, concerning giving, God will bless you. And I shared a testimony about a, a man of a Michigan by the name of Rodney. And the Lord spoke to Rodney and said, Son, I want you to obey me. You do exactly what I tell you to do in giving, and I will bless you like never before. So Rodney reached in and put out his wallet. was going to give us in a few dollars. God said, That's not it, son. Son, I want you to write out a check for $1,000 for the work of the Lord. He says, Son, just do that and see what I'll do for you. He says, Lord, I've never written a check out before. The largest check I've ever given was for $100 as an offering. He says, Son, trust me. Well, Brother Rodney gave $1,000 to the offering that day. And the next week, he was an electrical contractor. And he was awarded a contract. And the profit Rob was going to make off that was more than he had made the past 10 years. Come on, shout amen. And I told the people there in South Georgia, I said, if you do exactly what God tells you to do, God will bless you. And there's a young man, I'll give his phone number if you want. You can call him. Because he called me a few months ago and told me the story. He said, you were there with us the first of the year. He told me what happened to that man in Michigan, how God blessed him because he obeyed God. When I was sitting there, the Lord said to me, Son, I want you to give $1,000. He said, Lord, I don't have $1,000. I want you to give $500. I don't have $500. Well, Son, I want you to give $100. He said, Lord, I don't have $100. You see, he got laid off from his job about four months before the time. Bills were piling up. He had no money in his wallet, no money in the checking account, no money in the savings account. He said, Lord, I've got no money. He said, Son, if you had $1,000, would you give it? Lord, if I had it, I would obey you and give it. If you had 500, would you give it, Lord? If I had 500, I would give it. Would you give 100 if you had, Lord? If I had 100, I'd give it. He said, well, son, I want you to give what you got, Lord. I've got no money whatsoever. I've got no money at all. He said, yes, you do. I said, Lord, I don't. He said, what about that, that, that bag, that Ziploc bag full of coins in the glove box of your pickup truck? His name was Ben, and Ben forgot about those coins. and Been there for months and months and months. He said, son, should I give that bag of coins for the work of the ministry? He said, Lord, I'd feel embarrassed just giving some nickels and pennies and dimes and quarters. He said, son, are you feeling embarrassed when you obey me? No, but Lord, he said, well, I want you to give that. So after the service is over, it's around the front. And Ben came up to me, and Ben said, brother, any here, I want to give this to you. So what, he said, it's all I got. I've been laid off for months. I have no money, but I've got these coins. I'm going to give you. I, I didn't want to take it, Brother Greg. I didn't. 
God said, he needs to sow it. And I said, Brother Ben, I will take that from you, but I'm going to prove you what do you need. He said, I don't have a job. I've been laid off and had a job. And I said, Brother, get ready. God's going to give you a job, the best job you've ever had. I say this, you get ready. God's going to bless you because of your obedience. Well, he called me. He said, Brother Danny. I said, yes, what has it been? He told me the story, what happened. He said, I just got a job last week. Make it four times the amount I was at my last job. Come on out. The best job, benefits, and perks with a Holy Ghost, Spirit-filled, tongue-talking boss. Come on, shout amen. Woo! I said, what happened? He said, because I obeyed God, I did exactly what God told me to do. And the moment your pastor is going to come, we're going, we've got several places to go. Had to go to India. We put the trip off to India, but we're going to Nicaragua, but to India. Other places we got scheduled to go to. But remember what John Osteen told me this years ago. He said, God will always abundantly bless those who give in obedience to missions. Right in Michigan, he wrote that check out, and God blessed his business. Ben, he gave the bag full of coins, $16.79. But guess what? God gave him the best job ever had, making four times the amount he had before. And I say this, if you'll obey God, God's going to bless. I never before. I love you. God bless you. Pastor Greg, would you come, brother? Hallelujah. Give the Lord a shout of praise. Come on, church. Hallelujah. Oh, glory, glory, glory. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Love you, Thank you, brother Danny. Hallelujah.